What's up, guys? Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, then be sure to leave a review or hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you like about the show. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank and talk about both of today's local sponsors. I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Dr. Andy from Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name. So if you want to feel your best, check them out on Instagram at Cardinal Cairo Sports, on Facebook, or their website at www.cardinalchirosports.com. Again, that is a 15% off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name. Our second sponsor of the day is Alamance Coffee Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants to enjoy coffee with other people. Speaking of those local connections, Alamance Cafe Works has collaborated with local nonprofits to raise funds for the I Will Survive 5K, benefiting cancer survivors and the Alamance Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation. On a day-to-day basis, their local shop, the Converge Coffee Bar, have meeting rooms that are free to reserve for meetings and work, along with their signature brew, offering gluten-free items, toasts, smoothies, and teas. What makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee and building relationships with people and local businesses. And as an added bonus, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is 25% off your purchase when you use promo code COOLER, at checkout at akwcoffee.com. So thank you again to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to the Cooler Conversations. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is NC Triad Area's favorite Canadian-turned-New Yorker, an opera singer, model, and a self-proclaimed gummy connoisseur. Um, bringing her on because she said something really profound on Facebook, and I want to know why. This is Alexandra Paulus. What's up, Alex? Hey, Tyler. How are you? Thanks for having me. This was, uh, well, first of all, uh, thank you for being on. Uh, what's interesting is I do want to talk about New York for a sec because you're in the middle of a blizzard. Yes, it is snowing like three inches per hour at the moment. I think we're supposed to get like 24, but at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little more. But yeah, New York is it's wonderful. It's weird. A lot of stuff is closed. I've just been hunkering down in my apartment with my boyfriend most of the time. Lots of Zoom social things. It's pretty much like everywhere else, but you know, most people here wear masks all the time. Everyone takes it super seriously. So I'm really grateful for that at least. And yeah. at least the snow's pretty today. So there's that. I was going to wonder, is this a, is this turning into like a, a consistent uh, part of New York culture where you guys just get used to uh, your studio apartments or your like whatever uh, square footage you guys have? Like how, uh, how creative do you have to be with honestly entertaining yourself and everything? 
I mean, I feel like it's pretty much the same, like everywhere else too. It's just, we have considerably less space to do it in. Um, yeah. I mean, like I fortunately don't have a studio apartment anymore. Like, um, it's nice to have like a couple separate rooms where you can be doing your own thing, but it's definitely harder to come up with like good energy to be creative and productive when you're just like, when you do the same things in the same space all the time. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I was going to yeah, say, but it's a lot of zoom, a lot of zoom meetings or if you can, and, um, you know, my boyfriend's been getting into D and D a lot. So that's definitely a thing. <laughs> I've always wanted to get into D and D. So I may have to have him Me on. Too. I need to try it. Uh, kind of, kind of going into, going into your creative uh, space before we get into the Facebook topic. Uh, because it, it is profound. Uh, so you're doing some cool things in New York. You're a model, an opera singer. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd love to. Well, right now, um, it's so weird. You know, I moved to New York in the summer, and like five months later, everything was shut down. Oh, God. So I had kind of like a little good start, you know, but um, things just kind of like are on the back burner right now. Like right now, it's just like survival jobs. Like modeling jobs really aren't happening rarely. Um, singing jobs definitely aren't happening because it's like not safe to sing in places right now. Acting jobs and like other modeling gigs like that, like you can do like some remote submissions and auditions, but um, the industry, like the arts industry is like super heavily hit. So I've been doing a lot more like virtual teaching during this time and just trying to um, kind of keep the ball rolling in that field. But it's been crazy how like hard the arts have been hit, especially in New York. You see it like right there. It's nuts. Wow. Wow. So like before this all happened, what did your day to day look like though? Was it just flooded with uh, like emails asking you to come on in or how did that work? Oh no. Like um, for me, I did right. When I graduated, I moved to New York. I was doing a lot of teaching. Like I work with the Metropolitan Opera Guild as a teaching artist, which kind of means I go into schools as a guest teacher, maybe like once a week at a different school. Well, multiple days a week, each day, a different school um, and do like, opera classes with them some classes we try to like write an opera over a few months together like for kids like they try to create one on their own we do a lot of really cool stuff with the met opera guild but um in new york there i did a couple productions um with a small company new york lyric opera theater in the fall i sang at carnegie hall i did an amazing production with a friend of mine from undergrad Um, she was doing a fellowship at lincoln center And for her fellowship production, she decided to create like a short opera musical theater crossover production. And it premiered at Lincoln Center. And I got to do that, too. And that was in January, like the next month, COVID hit. And it was like, whoa, I just did like two productions in New York. I had a Carnegie Hall and Lincoln Center premiere in my first few months living here. And now it's like the rug just gets pulled out from under you, you know, like you think that you do all the right things. And there's so many people in this predicament, not just the arts by any means that like so many people are kind of having to find a new thing to do because work hasn't even returned yet. And for some people it's not even close. Wow. Are there, Yeah, but the day to day was just like, you know, you get up, get ready, go teach, practice, go to rehearsal at night, spend maybe like two hours on the train total minimum. If you're going into Manhattan, Wow. (laughs) um, yeah, stuff like that. Going out and getting a drink with friends a couple times a week was nice. If you could do that, that gets pricey. But it's nice to see people. And like that's definitely a part of New York culture that everyone's missing right now. Like You're all so close to each other, like sometimes within a mile of five people. 
but it's so hard to see anyone right now. It's like, you know, so many people say New York is like the loneliest city, right? Because there's so many people on the street and sometimes it's so hard to connect. And especially now. Yeah, I imagine. Are you, uh, are you looking into other outlets in the arts or are you still like uh, trying to go headstrong into this? I'm, I'm going headstrong-ish into it. I'm definitely a lot more interested. Um, I love teaching voice lessons. Okay. I really, really love working with people. And I really would like to like get more of my small business going in that direction, getting more voice students. And even like voice lessons are happening on Zoom right now. I'm even doing them on Zoom with my like six-year-old teacher in Boston who somehow figured it out. So I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, that's something I'm really trying to get more towards. Um, I would love to keep doing modeling here in New York um, whenever that picks up. Oh, industry is crazy right now. But, you know, just got to play it by ear and be grateful. Um, but right now, like, teaching is my main thing that I'm doing. Okay. And I'm pretty grateful for it. I love it. That's awesome. Are there any yeah. uh, misconceptions you get, especially coming from, like, uh, the 336 area or from back in school, do you get any a lot of misconceptions about where you live or what you're doing, especially with the times? Like misconceptions from people here about me coming from North Carolina? Well, I'm sure that's a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean about that? Because uh, I'm also Canadian. <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, I'm imagining like when, I guess it's, I look at the, the star, when you, when you're here in like the country of the Southern states, you look at New York almost like a pinnacle, like, Oh, you've made it. Oh, you've gotten it. Um, I, I do have some sort of concept that it's more of an eat what you kill situation as far as getting mm -hmm. gigs. But, uh, I just didn't know if you were getting a lot of like, uh, I guess misconceptions from either home about like, you know, potentially making it cause you were in Carnegie hall. So I just didn't know on that. End. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question because, and, this kind of could go in and tie in with like the topic of today. But like, yeah. you know, if I could go back and tell myself like, Oh, don't worry, you're going to sing at Carnegie hall. But like, here I am at like a few months later and you know, it wasn't like a solo Carnegie hall, you know, giant recital or anything like that, but it still was that and it shouldn't be counted out. But I don't feel like in any way that like I've made it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I feel, I feel strongly like, Oh, I've made it to New York. Like, I did um, undergrad. I did master's in Boston. I came here. Like I've, I've tried a lot of things, but I by no means feel like I've made it anywhere. I feel like I'm nowhere close, you know? Like yeah. I feel the path is like, it's very long and I, I feel I am in the right place, but I I definitely just want to keep going and seeing what, what happens in life. And um, I think people that think I've made it, you know, they hold themselves back in a way too. You've never really made it, in my opinion. Like, uh, maybe if you have an Oscar in your hand, yeah, you've made yeah. it. But, like, what other Oscars are you going to get? <laughs> like, I agree you're at the top that. of your field. Where where are you going to go next? I agree with it's that. exciting. I, I was going to say I agree with that because it's uh, – I read this recently. I can't remember what book it was, but it, it's, it's the concept that you never really do make it because you're always going to want more. Once you've accomplished that, it becomes easy to you. It's like, oh, well, I already did that. What what more can I can do? So it's true. Absolutely. It's so true. Uh, so this actually was a perfect segue into your Facebook comment. Um, so you posted this on Facebook. It was, uh, if you could go back and give your high school freshman self a piece of advice, what would it be? And it blew up, at least what I thought. It was like 86 comments. Uh, everyone just kind of jumped on it. Your response was, yeah. 
don't care so much. So I don't know if you want to explain that to us. What do you mean by that? I definitely do. You're right. It totally blew up. I did not expect that many comments. And I was just like tearing up reading some of them. I was like, this is so awesome. Like, I wish I could go back and tell myself this too. But um, the main thing, and I say this to myself so often, like I was so stressed in high school. I mean, a lot of things happened in high school that are traumatic, but I, I would go back and tell myself not to care so much because I like, I pushed myself a lot. I did, I had like extracurricular activities, not sports, but like dance, theater, voice lessons, piano lessons. Like, uh, I'd say like four out of the five school days a week or something like that. And you would throw APs on top of that. Then you would throw like musical rehearsal and then senior year college auditions on top of that. And it's like, I ended up going to an art school, so this doesn't apply for me anyway. APs are wonderful. But in my art school, I only ended up using, it only got me out of one class, all of the APs I took. Wow. And it was, um, yeah, it was pretty eye-opening. I was just like, wow. I pushed myself so much and like sat in history AP not knowing I was having an anxiety attack because my chest was hurting. And like, it was just, if I could just go back and tell myself, you are working too hard. You also need to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> like you do not need to be pushing yourself to do all of this. You'll be okay. You know, like that's the main thing I would tell myself, like just way too much pushing and anxiety. And, you know, we're all fed all these things during high school. You have to do this, you have to do this, like, or you won't go to university or something like that. And we just had all this like propaganda shoved down our throats and everyone's past just turned out so different that, it didn't matter. So much of it just didn't matter. And that's yeah. kind of what I meant by don't care so much. Yeah. I I completely agree. It's what's weird is being the age where we are now, where you're kind of basically the same age as what your teachers were in high school or your counselors and mm -hmm. realizing that, I mean, I don't know how to live life myself. I don't know if I could tell <laughs> kids how to live their life and what's important. I feel that. Yes. It's so crazy. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I feel like they were making it up on the spot. They, and you know what's so funny? Being a teacher kind of now is like a guest teacher and stuff. Like I know now that they were making it up on the spot or they were doing <laughs> the lesson plan the night before. And all of those things that people were saying about them, like they heard us and they weren't stupid. Like I think of um, my, my uh, high school chorus teacher. He was like brand new, freshly graduated undergrad from UNCG. And he had to deal with Western Alamance students that were just so mean to him. And like, I think of that so often, like, wow, trying to imagine myself freshly graduated from undergrad, if I would have had to be a chorus teacher at that school, um, it would have been really, really hard. And like, looking back on that, it's just so interesting how we see that now. And um, we are in that position now. We are at that age. And it's just it's just funny that like now we're being viewed as that in potential situations. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. Yep. Uh, did you have any favorite comments? I knew I picked out I think four out of the eighty six. Ooh, there were a lot of really good comments. Let me pull out my laptop really quick. What was your favorite uh, top one? My top one was angst. Teenage angst is, does not make you cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a really good one. It's funny. Cause I would agree with that one. I think we all tried to be edgy, but when you're all being edgy at the same time, no one's edgy. 
Oh, absolutely. See, I would tell that to my middle school self. That's I true. thought I was like super cool and seen in middle school and it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't cool. <laughs> Everyone's listening to good Charlotte. We're <laughs> yes. Oh, it was my chemical romance for me. Those were the good days. Well, wow. <laughs> one other, one comment that I really liked was, um, being weird really is a good thing. Promise. That is my second. Kind of going off of, yeah, really? Oh, yeah. I love that so much. You know, like, I feel like um, in high school, I, the the cool kids, like, tolerated me, you know? Like, I was dating a kind of cool kid at the time. I got invited to, like, some things. They were like, all right, she's fine. They were, they were fine with me. Yeah. But I never stopped hanging out with the weirdos that I hung out with in middle school. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always hung out with the theater geeks. I always hung out with the the nerds, everyone, like I didn't like the concept of the cool kids thing. And for the most part, they were also really like, I don't know if you can cuss on here. I'll just say crappy to each other too. You, you know, like the whole concept of being, okay. So they were really shitty to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole concept of the cool kid thing, I just like, I never really understood it. Um, but I think I ended up making a lot of friends that way because you kind of get to see who's being friends with people and who's trying to be friends with like who the idea of that person. Yeah. Is. Yeah. I get that. I, I guess what I, maybe I have a really hazy view of high school, either that, or I really wasn't as involved as I thought I was, but I didn't see, I never knew. I noticed the clicks so much. Yeah. Well, see, you were a floater though. Ooh, you okay. could like you were also a floater. <laughs> you, ever, you had such good energy that you could like walk up to anyone and they would talk to you. You know, you were one of those kind of people, which explains how you're starting this podcast and getting so many people to open up to you. You're just that kind of person. And here I thought it was special. There's my angst again. I thought <laughs> <laughs> angst doesn't make you cool, LMAO. Oh man, uh, I think for the third one, this one was uh, just. Generally, as a time traveler, I would love to tell myself to buy certain stocks. So that was a good third one. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought that was a really good one, too, especially with what's going on right now with GameStop. Bitcoin, that was another one I saw. Buy some Bitcoin. If only we knew. And then uh, the fourth one I've got, this kind of goes back to talking about like the teachers. Even even the teachers is like none of these randos know what they're doing. We're all just lost sheep. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. And especially in high school, you see these people who are your 24-year-old teachers and you think, oh, great, like they have it together. I'll like have that by the time I'm 24 or whatnot. And um, it turns out they never really had that and neither do you at this point. <laughs> it's so true. What, yeah. what motivated you to post this? It's just, I literally just have this thought like multiple times a week, Tyler, like, certain things and even with like going back like the Carnegie Hall thing or mm-hmm. like something I'm stressing about during the week or like maybe like a, a traumatic life experience even or something like to just go back and just say like it'll be okay or sometimes like wow what if my high school self could see me doing this right now and I think that that could apply to absolutely anyone like it's not like it's not about this whole like oh I've I've I'm there, you know, I've done it. I've reached the peak kind of thing. It's not at all. Everyone's path is different. Everyone has a different life. And if you have, if you're really happy and married with a kid at home, 
how happy would your high school self be to know that at this moment, you know, if you just got a really good job that you've been working really hard towards, or you just got your first house, how happy would your high school self be if you could just go back and tell them, Hey, I'm this many years old and I just got a house, you know, like there are so many little moments in life like that, that I feel like if we could have like a little voice, like in the past telling us like, this will be okay. This is going to happen. Like how much it would like reduce our anxiety and um, maybe it's a good way to look at the present too, you know? Yeah. That's speaking if on. We could just like hear from our future self at the moment. I wonder what they would be telling us. <laughs> exactly. I, I actually have this quote. I've often thought about having it tattooed on my forearm. It's uh, by Viktor Frankl. Did you ever le- read uh, Man's Search for Meaning? No, I haven't read that. It's uh, basically Viktor Frankl was a um, he was a prisoner in the concentration camps in Germany, and he ended up writing a novel about how you find meaning even in the darkest points. And he has one really great quote that I've, like I said, wanted to put on my on my forearm is live today as if you've already lived it once before, essentially living as if you have the hindsight already. That is so Awesome. I'm going to tattoo that on my forehead. All of one after one. <laughs> I love that. I think that ties in perfectly with this topic. Um, Cause that's kind of the whole thing, right? We have the hindsight now and if we could just, yeah, I, that's perfect. I love that so much. What is another thing I thought is, I guess if I was to change the question and this is, would be, this could honestly come out across maybe a little depressing, maybe not is if you were sitting, if you're sitting as you are right now, um, and your past self was shown a video of what you're doing right now, like what your year is, what your moment is, would they be happy for themselves? Yeah, I think that that's pretty much pretty much the same thing, but it is a little different. Like you get that view into the future. Um, you know, presently at this moment, me getting to talk to you sitting here in my apartment, looking out at this blizzard, um, my boyfriend's cooking in the other room. I think, um, I would be pretty happy right now. That's awesome. You know, I'm not, I'm not singing on a stage at this moment. I'm not playing the piano or anything like that, but that's another thing that we all kind of have to let go too. Like, our passions don't define us, you know, we're still people. And I think I would be happy in this moment. You know, I don't think my high school self would know that I've been in my apartment for months now and haven't left, (laughs) but um, we'll leave that detail out and let her think that this is just a poetic afternoon. (laughs) So does your don't care so much uh, to your past self extend to your present self right now? Like, do you have things that we don't have to get personal, but like, do you have uh, moments where you think of that quote on on a present level? I kind of had that moment at the beginning of quarantine um, when everything was first shutting down. And like, I kind of had to face myself and be like, well, like, who am I right now? If I can't do any of this stuff I've been doing for years. Um, It was like a big reckoning moment. And I feel like a lot of people had that when suddenly your routine and like, what you've been going towards gets taken away. Um, I definitely had that kind of moment before. Um, and I lost my train of thought, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that fits perfect. You didn't care that much about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I would have told myself then to not care so much. Um, now I think I could care a little more. 
I think I could get more back into the routine. Um, like trying to be more creative in my apartment, just doing like little things, you know, even if it's like writing for 10 minutes or like practicing a song I used to sing two years ago, just like something to get the creativity flowing again. Yeah. Um, I think now I would care a little more and especially hopefully like life is going to be starting again soon. But there were definitely a lot of times where it was like, I need to let this kind of guilt go that I feel over not singing right now. You know, that's not just who I am. Um, and I feel like that applies to anyone with whatever career they're in. Yeah. Um, if they weren't able to do it, you know, you have to find something else that provides meaning for you. And um, we we aren't just our jobs. We aren't just what we've gone to school for, you know, and I think that's super important to embrace right now. Absolutely. Exactly. Kind of a little bit of segue. Um, do you have a specific method? Cause I'm all for, uh, learning methodologies and, um, keep getting into a creative space, especially, you know, people don't think about it, but a podcast is literally just trying to come up with creative things. Do you have a yes. specific method that you do, especially with what's going on, that kind of puts you into a creative uh, thought space? I mean, I think there's like a few different things. I really like, um, I'm a big fan of lights, like different colored LEDs maybe. Like I like to create like a nice space to practice in or do art in. Um, it's nice to have plants around. I definitely think that like listening to music can really change a person's energy. Like, if you're really trying to get hype, there's a song everyone has to get hype. You know, if you're yeah. trying to get creative, like find a like kind of genre of music. Um, and I can even share a playlist with you or something like that, that will get you in a creative sense. And um, I really think music, I think scent too. light a candle, tidy up the floor. It's really hard to be creative in a space that you also like work in, you know, that's what, what's hard about having a one bedroom or a studio if you're cooking and you're sleeping and you're doing yoga and you're doing your work in the same room, it's kind of hard to like find the creative energy in that space also, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely listening to music, put some cool lights on, get a vibe going, listen to music and put a, put your phone away, put the screens away, just focus on, on you, what you're doing for a little bit, unless what you're doing is on the screen, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's uh, that's the one difficult thing is especially when we're trying to keep that clear headspace, and then the creative aspect that you're trying to put on has to be done on a screen. I run into that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you're brainstorming ideas, like I really enjoy, like I'm a slut for gel pens. So I'll make a list with my cute gel pens and like make a brainstorm list of like things I need to write about. So even if you need to like come up with topics for podcasts, like write it out, make a funny drawing or something like that. Get your juices flowing. Maybe you'll create a cute piece of art. <laughs> that's, I, that's one that's one habit I wish I could I could get into right now. I've been doing uh, and this is this is turning into more <laughs> generic, but uh, I do uh, what's called like a power hour in the morning where it's like uh, meditation, uh, deep breathing, it's like Wim Hof method stuff, a walk, which I know that you guys really don't have that option there, but uh, and then read, it's reading and then uh, coffee right after that. That sounds awesome. And especially with the meditation and stuff, like a physical warm up is a great way to get into a creative energy space. Like 
every time before I sing, you know, you have to do a warm up, you have to get your body ready. And I think like doing that at the beginning of the day, not just not singing, of course, but like a physical warm up is a great way to like get your energy right, get the juices flowing, get your chakras aligned. Yeah. <laughs> we can get woo woo on here. I do not care. <laughs> oh, dude, let's do it. <laughs> I, uh, I've mentioned this, uh, like three times now in a row in the podcast. So if anyone's listening, uh, that has heard all three in a row, I'm sorry. I'm a, uh, I'm here lately. Are you familiar with, uh, what's called synchronicity? Like, well, I know what the word means, but I don't know if you're talking about something else. Explain it to me as if I'm five. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So synchronicity it was coined by carl jung a philosopher um i think he was also a mathematician too but essentially it's the this phenomenon that happens when uh you it almost feels like the universe i hear we're going woo woo it feels like the the universe is uh winking at you it's almost like you're picking up breadcrumbs so for example uh, i this is my favorite example because it was super spooky uh and it should scare you that's typically what it is uh, i was reading a book and in the book, and I was sitting in a room, I was reading a book, sitting in a room with no books in there, no books, no uh, nothing, there was no TVs, nothing, it was just a room, and then underneath the glass uh, was another book, well, I didn't notice the other book, I'm reading this page, and it mentions the book's name, and I look up, and the book's right there, it was super weird, Whoa. super weird, I don't believe, I'm not saying this is like ghostly thing, but it's it's the... It's a something that's caused almost like you're picking up a breadcrumb in life that leads you down a path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally believe in that too. You know, I'm not really a religious person, but I am a pretty spiritual person. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are some signs we get, you know, maybe they're just coincidences we're misinterpreting, but you know, it still doesn't change the meaning of what we see in my opinion. Um, and that's that's super cool. Like, I definitely believe there are a lot of moments in life where synchronicity does happen. Um, do you have you any just kind of know you're on the right path? Do you have any specific moments where you've kind of felt that with you, kind of leading you into the singing, into uh, into New York itself, going to school? Did you have any of those moments? Well, I mean, I kind of guess. Um, I mean, moving to New York, I. I don't know if I had like a really profound like synchronicity moment, like something I, I, I'm a really visual person. Like something that's just coming to my head right now is um, I love looking at like city lights, like when you're going into a city yeah. or like you're driving or into Boston on the bus, like on the pike or something like that. And you just see like Boston emerge or you're driving across the bridge going into New York city or something like for me, like those are kind of moments of synchronicity sometimes where like you see where you're, where you're about to arrive and like where you're going and like you have a different agenda in your head every time you do it. But I don't know, like you get those like warm moments when like you're traveling or like you're going to a destination and it can be anywhere. Um, and I think that could be a moment of synchronicity too, when you kind of have that like exciting feeling like, Oh, something might happen. You know, I don't know if it will, but something is going to happen here. That's going to be profound. Yeah. See, that was this, I, this is how I tie things in. That was going to be what I would tell my high school self is to follow the breadcrumbs, follow those little warm moments. Yes. Oh, that's a great piece of advice, Tyler. You should have written that on my status. Well, no, because I want to put it on my podcast. <laughs> that's that's true. Very good point. Very good point. We need the content. 
I think that's such a good piece of advice. Um, I think everyone would benefit from that. You know, sometimes you just have a gut feeling, even like so young, we were, you know, 16, 17 and yeah, you just have to go for it. And we're also insecure at that age too. You know, we're all vulnerable. We, we all don't know what we're doing. And just that, that sense of trust that you were kind of talking about with the synchronicity. I think that that would be so great to go back and tell your high school self, just trust, don't care so much. Follow the breadcrumbs. Don't be angst. <laughs> don't have teenage angst. Don't be angst. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one I also like too. You're not being real. You're just being a bitch. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. I was such a bitch to so many people in high school. Do you get that a lot where you feel like you, I do this a lot. I'm like, I should apologize. I should... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To certain people for sure. And I have to, to some people. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I'm still holding out on a couple. Okay. Hold out for that one happy, uh, what is it? Happy Madison or Billy Madison event. (laughs) Yes. Maybe it'll be a moment of synchronicity. Who knows? There you go. Well, (laughs) Alex, this was an absolute blast to have you on. Uh, I hopefully when things open up, I'd love to have you back on and we can kind of talk what the New York scene is like on the lively scale. Yes, absolutely. I would love to talk about that. I also want to share really quick. I'm going to be, um, doing like a short film recording of an opera at the end of February. And it's going to be shot by um, a music video director that directed a perfume genius music video recently. Okay. It's going to be a short opera. It's called um, the coronation of Popea. And I'll definitely try to share a link with you whenever that comes out, but it'll be like an hour long, like music video opera short movie. And I think it's going to be super cool. So definitely look out for that. And I would love to share it with you guys. That would be awesome. I, uh, I'm definitely on like a musical kick lately. I just watched Hamilton for the first time, like two weeks ago. So I'm just, I'm, I'm jacked for it. Awesome. Love to hear it. <laughs> Love to hear it. Hamilton is great. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, for having me. This was an awesome conversation. Thank you for the trip down memory lane and, uh, wishing I could go back and tell my high school self stuff, self, self some stuff. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on Alex. Guys, All right, take care. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Please be sure to follow our Instagram as well, at Cooler Conversations. This podcast, as always, is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.